conversations with the world's top drummers in the most extreme genres. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. Welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast. Yet another episode. Here we go. Before we get into it, I just want to say a huge thank you to all our Patreon backers. You guys are absolutely incredible. You really help the podcast out and help it grow. And I am very excited to say that I now have a mobile rig. So it is easier than ever to get together with drummers when they are on tour coming through town. I've done three now this week from some amazing drummers, one of which you've already heard from. Oh, oh, surprise. That's coming up next week. But this week, I sat down with the amazing LeFou from First Fragment. Now, before we get into that episode, I just want to say a huge thank you to all our Patreon backers. You guys are absolutely incredible. And it's because of you that I was able to get this mobile rig so I can do all of these on the road and make it easier and more fluent for everything. So thank you guys very much. And if you would like to get to be a part of our Patreon team, community, family, our Patreon family. I like that better. Yeah, y'all are family to me. So let's go. You can head over to patreon.com backslash we're talking drums and become a member today. It's only $2 a month. You get early access to all the episodes. Plus, we are going to have a very special merch drop coming very soon. You'll be able to pre-order some amazing shirt designs straight from me. It's going to be great. I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. If you would like to support the podcast in other ways, then please share with your friends. Share on social media. You can find us at We're Talking Drums on Instagram, as well as facebook.com backslash we're talking drums we also have a facebook community page with some amazing drummers in there and we're always growing and it's encouraged for you to share any playthrough videos or any content from any drummers you love in there it's all about building a community of drummers around this of all genres not just blast beaters but everybody is welcome there to support and love the drum community. Lastly, I would like to give a big shout out to my homie Alex Snape from Nomadic Art Studios. That little tasty jingle you hear at the beginning of every episode was done by him. If you have some tracks that you want mixed or mastered or even engineered, then make sure you hit him up. He is based just outside Montreal in Quebec, Canada, and he does remote work all the time. There will be links to all of this in the show notes. Hit him up. He is awesome. He is amazing to work with, and he is also the bass player for Crimson Shadows and the guitar player and visionary for Unbowed. 
Now, speaking of Crimson Shadows, we have a show coming up this Saturday, October 15th at Lee's Palace. If you do not have tickets, make sure you grab them now. There will be tickets available at the door, but just just pick one up just in case. Okay? And we will see you there. We will be with Lords of the Trident from Madison, Wisconsin, as well as Villain and Ammo. It's going to be a night of awesome metal for you. So come out. Lee's Palace, October 15th. Crimson Shadows, Lords of the Trident, Villain and Ammo. We will see you there. This week, I have on Nick LeFou Wells, drummer of the band First Fragment. These guys are insane tech death. They absolutely shredded the hard luck bar when they are in town in Toronto. They are currently on a cross-Canada tour, and it seems like it's going amazing. If you get a chance to catch them, I will put all the dates in the show notes. So make sure you catch them if they're coming to your town. We talked about all kinds of things. We talked about their new record. We talked about our love for our love hate relationship with Dragon Force. And we talked all kinds of drums right near the end, at least. So I really hope you enjoy my chat with Nick LeFou Wells. LeFou, welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast. How are you doing today? My I'm friend? doing pretty good, Corey. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm glad that we could do this in person. Yo. So this is the one of the first in-person uh, podcast episodes. Very excited about it. I'm On glad. the road. Yeah. Bootleg. That's right here. I, let me get my notes real quick here. All you guys, uh, you're on tour with your band First Fragment currently. Yes. Uh, you played Montreal, Quebec City, Ottawa. How were those shows? The shows were crazy. In Montreal, Quebec, it's at home. So like, we do have a lot of buddies there, but a lot of new people. And like for real, the two home shows were crazy. Then Ottawa was super good too. And we had Eric Marotti come out, Greg from uh, Allegiant, mm-hmm. uh, Mike uh, Wisinski. I call him Mike Portnoy because he looks like him. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does too. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> does, man. But yeah, we had homies. It was awesome. Tonight, we got the Hoffman. We got <laughs> Apogean. Oh, it's yeah. going to be awesome, man. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Yeah, so that's tonight, Toronto at Hard Luck Bar. If uh, you're listening to this and you didn't go, you missed out because uh, I guarantee it's going to be a killer show. Soundcheck sounded great today. Soundcheck yeah. was good. I'm no electronics No problems. electronic problems. Oh, perfect. So hoping it's going to be immaculate, as my boy says. That's right. Immaculate vibes only. Immaculate man. order, man. That's <laughs> Immaculate order. Rings yeah. of Saturn, man. They knew it. The Immaculate Order. Yeah, man. Always, always. And you guys are carrying on like all across Canada, all the way out to what? Calgary is your furthest date, eh? No, 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 no. We're going all the way to the the West Coast. But we're not going all the way to the Maritimes, though. I wish we could. Yeah. But I think um, it's really hard for bands to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to go to Newfoundland. (laughs) <laughs> it's awesome there. that would be crazy it is awesome i i know i know the guy who the books in newfoundland so i'll hook you guys up with his number uh yeah so i'll toss the dates 
uh, in the show notes. If you can make it out to any of these dates across Canada, make sure you check out First Fragment. Tour is going well. You guys just started, though. Uh, Like I was talking to you guys earlier. And this is kind of like the first day of tour because everything was very close to your homes. uh, Yeah. The first three days, right? The first three ones were sort of just like shows with the homies and stuff. Yeah. Now we're like first fragment has not played past Ontario ever. So it's the first time the band is going out west. So... It's going to be, you know, the surprise of how many people, you know, people are stoked on it, but mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be there. We, we don't know what to expect. Yeah. But seeing how uh, all the shows are going, I'm pretty confident with it. Yeah, man. I, I think so as well. Like for me personally, like Winnipeg has always been a miss, but I've heard other bands be like, oh, dude, we have to hit Winnipeg because Winnipeg's always sick. So I'm like, all right. So certain things are up in the air. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are very like specific tech death. And I'm pretty sure uh, Winnipeg at least has like a pretty solid tech death type of scene there. Yeah. Well, so. I'm hearing that Winnipeg's getting better and better. Yeah. It's been and years since I've been there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been hearing a lot of people going like Archfire went. Yeah. It was sold out. Well, and like, Archspire's whole tour was sold out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was but, ridiculous. Yeah, but they still sold out Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah, apparently a very hard city to to take over, let's say. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, bands are saying that a lot more people are showing up, uh, better venues. Um, looks like the scene's getting better there. So, hoping for. An awesome show i hope so man yeah i don't know what day it is though so you know w- wherever you're playing if it's in the week or the weekend that's gonna play hard unless you're like yeah dude. a big huge band like where every night right sold out, you know that's yeah. one thing but like tonight it's a monday night i hope that a lot of people show up uh we're gonna find out here in uh in a couple hours but yeah, uh yeah, I I hope so because Toronto can be hit or miss on that front too. Like a Friday or Saturday show for sure, it's probably gonna be like, good. But also Friday Saturday, a lot is happening in the city. Yeah, so you could have a Saturday show that everybody is going to a different show because there's six metal shows happening. Well, it's in like the city, our Montreal right? show, first show of the tour. There was mm-hmm. Rivers of Nile, like Hawk. right beside yeah, right Testament the Exodus. Right beside that, oh a huge God. lineup. We have one too, so that was awesome. Even mm-hmm. though there was all these shows, I think there were two more big, big shows. We had a lineup, and we filled up foofs. It was awesome. Hell yeah, man! I saw photos from that show. It looked fucking sick. Dude. It was good, yeah. man. It was fun. It was just a good like for a first show. It was really it kicked off well. And I think I think the whole tour is going to be awesome. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. All right, let's move on to um, the first record that you recorded with the band, correct? Because you joined in 2019? Uh, 19, uh, 18. I think. Ni- okay, June, 18? Uh, yeah, February 2018. Okay, and then uh, this new record, which came out last year, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, 
Glore Eternal. Gloire éternelle. There we go. I don't have. You go. You say. You say. Gloire. 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 Éternelle. Éternelle. Ah, you. There we go. I speak French now, ladies and gentlemen. Corey uh, Duckman. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it, dude. Oh my god. All right, now I can go back to Quebec. Yes. I know. I know a new phrase. You're now. legitimate yeah. now. Mm, let's go. <laughs> um so that that came out last year. Um yep. that was the first record you did with the band. What was the writing process like from your point of view? A is like a, a new member and the drummer of a band that is so ridiculous on the guitar and even bass front of things like were you going into it like oh fuck i need to step up and match i wasn't going into it i wasn't going into it no no i saw like say midsummer or august whatever uh, in 2017 uh, I saw their post, uh, the video for uh, Salmancion, mm-hmm. and we're still looking for a drummer. Like, I was recording my first Pronostic album, and we discovered uh, First Fragment. And it was yeah. like, you know, that that's the, the ultimate, the elite. I'll never play that. I'll never, ever be able to play that. And then, well, I saw that video, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, that's not me. I'm never, never gonna yeah, do yeah, that. Never gonna get and then there. Then my girlfriend saw the the post at one point, and she was like, "Yo, why don't you audition for it?" I'm like, "Yo, man, I can't play that." Like, like she's it, like, "Yeah, it's you insane. can." She's like, "Yeah, yeah you can." He message, message him. So, Just do it. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Yeah." So she pushed, and I wrote to Phil. And yeah, so looking for a drummer, uh, send me a video. So I did a Sermantion in my apartment and he liked it. And he told me, let's do a, an audition. This is October 2017. 2017, wow. I auditioned okay. in February, end of February 2018. It took a long time to set up a jam, yeah. but we were able to do it. And for that audition, uh, DDT was coming back for one show, mm-hmm. which is uh, his father's band, the OG Quebec metal band, yeah. DDT. And Phil was playing in the comeback and they needed a drummer. So he asked me if I wanted to audition because Phil from Beyond Creation, he asked him. And I think they had they were playing a metal fest at Trois-Rivières. Oh, okay, so he yeah. couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He asked me, so I auditioned for first fragment, and I auditioned DDT with him and his dad right same time you at know? the same time. That was wow. crazy. So two auditions. I did Serma with uh, Phil. He was like, "All right," was one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, you want to do another song? I'm like, "Well, Gula." We did Gula, and he said, "All right." Um, you're in. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to the guys, but, but he was he was down. He, he is like a lot, a massive part of the band of the yeah, project, well, right? He does yeah, all, you know, it's all the it, writing. It's Phil. It's Phil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so his word is heavy on that. But he showed uh, everything to the guys, and Forrest, Nick, they all liked it. 
mm-hmm. and we jammed together and it worked out and they were down so yeah. I, got, I was taken there and DDT worked out too we did that show it was crazy with uh, Exciter and there were two more like OG metal bands oh yeah and nice. that came back for that show it was That's like all sad, uh, a few shows of reunions and all that yeah. it was crazy man it was fun like playing you know it's a mix of heavy metal power metal King Diamond's sort of screams you know like yeah. super it was cool, man. I loved it. Yeah. And then I can't wait for the next DDT show if ever it does happen. Yeah. It might you, actually happen. Yeah. So. You know, you'll just be waiting for that call. I'm waiting. Yeah. Phil knows. I think everyone's pretty much down. We just need to, like, legitimately talk about it at one yeah. point and yeah. make it happen, I guess. So. All right. So. By that point, uh, February 2018, you do the auditions, you're in the band. Um, I know you guys did a, a couple little small tours and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, we did the Tech Trek. We right? did yeah. all the like Quebec Maritimes and uh, last show was here at Hard Luck. Yes. And yeah. we didn't go out west because uh, um, just didn't work out with uh, logistics and all that. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. Like all the bands... Kennedy Vale, Archfire, Sarah Longfield. It was all crazy, man. And I couldn't have asked for better. Yeah, no, it's a perfect like for, billing for, for, for you the guys. first shows with First Fragment. Yeah. It was cool, man. Mm-hmm. And we saw a lot of stuff, uh, discovered, you know, just new things about touring, you know, uh, inner monitor systems and all the <laughs> huge Archspire rig and all oh, that, you know, dude. like we saw a lot of stuff yeah. and we, you know, first fragment hasn't been playing a million shows. So like, right. Yeah. People do love to see them yeah, when they can. So it's been like predominantly kind of like a studio project and sort very, of very like, rare shows. Been the drummer situation, no drummer, then a drummer, then no drummer. Right. It's been hard with that. But I think like we have something solid right now. Yeah. It seems like it anyway. I'm still like, level one, maybe level two. Like they're 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 wizards at level one thousand or something. So I'm working oh, yeah. my way up. Yeah, maybe. they're crazy. Man. But you know, it's, it's fun. You learn a lot from them. Yeah, and you know, you got Forrest, like amazing bass player, Canadian bass player. You like know, and man, I I remember, and I actually when I talked to him today, he's like, we've met before, right? And I was like, yeah, we met in two thousand seven when my band Crimson Shadows played and he remembered with Covatus and he's like yes oh yeah. now I remember I was you like, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're like in a band <laughs> where okay Phil Tuga like like top tier I'm like yo then you got Forrest and Forrest yeah. like yo Le Fou man you're good and like he likes what I do and like yeah Man, that's your rhythm section. And then you got too, Nick right? Miller, who's just like super chill, jazzy, shreddy, yeah, like does Ricardo anything. Matrice, and he's man. just like, Yo, man, what's up? I'm bored, <laughs> you know, it's super <laughs> funny. So like, chill, yeah. we got a good vibe, and like everything clicks. Yeah. Like, I smoke weed, Phil doesn't. He doesn't get mad because I smoke weed or whatever. As long you know, as you can still perform, we do, man, we do you, our thing, yeah. And that's it, you know, no uh, restrictions or, you know, no, no bossing around, so to speak. Yeah. So now it's good vibes. It's fun. 
Yeah. We're loving it. That's excellent, dude. All right. So when it came time to write the record. Yeah. Were you nervous? Were you nervous? Uh, like, uh, and like, not only that, but did you, how much control did you have over your drum parts and everything? Did well, he, they give you like kind of free range of it or well, like even Phil said in interviews, some of the songs were written before like beyond creation existed like 2005 and shit like yeah yeah way back way when, so. way way back so a lot of stuff he had already written a lot of drums like the songs were all complete mm-hmm. but i took the parts and put it in my own words yeah and they like my ideas I gave some ideas on the structure, like in the Suave Brigadon, when it goes to like a sort of breakdown-y part. Well, it was supposed to go like a skank beat and stuff. I yeah. was like, yo, let's go hardcore. Yeah. yeah I played yeah, in hardcore bands. Heavy. Yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's a cool part. People love it. The guys love it. It's, you know, it brings something else. So yeah, little bits and pieces here and there. Sometimes just getting that drummer's ear on things like for the most part, some guitar players are good at writing drum parts, but then some like some have some, no idea. Yeah. And write well, impossible yeah. stuff like it's I've, crazy. Been, I've been there. I've had to say no to sessions because I'm like, no, I can't. Uh, this I, makes no <laughs> sense. And I would have to rewrite all of the drums to be able to perform this live. And that's just like, no. Yeah, not no, I know. Yeah. And that's a problem with many, many guitar players. And they listen to those drums for X amount of time. So when you do something different, right, it throws them off mm-hmm. and they're not ready to like take it. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's hard, but you know, all right. It's speaking, all part of the game. Speaking of doing things different, we were uh, talking about on the way here uh, about how you play things differently every night a little bit yeah some of your fails and this and that like you don't play everything 100 percent to the record you kind of just feel out the vibe and 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 play kind of at will exactly because when you're doing a record like i see i know drummers will practice the same song for two hours get everything all the time the same thing and like I can buy the album and listen to it and like right again, again, again. I don't want to hear that live. I want to hear a legit performance. But like, if you're gonna do something to add to the performance, why not? Yeah, that that's what makes live shows. Live shows exactly. Like people pay to come see you perform. They can listen to the album, mm-hmm. but when they come to see you. They don't want to see a static person playing, you know, they want to see a performance. Right. So I want to give a performance and I hate myself because I fuck up a lot because <laughs> I want to give a good show. Dude, but, I'm the same way. But, yeah. you know, I have to accept it. I'll never be top tier, but the people like to have a good show. So if you have fun with the people, that's the main goal. Yeah. So... I always try to have visual contact. I see people like playing drums, looking at me. I'll look at them like they'll see a connection. Yeah. And it's just awesome, you know, mm-hmm. communicating through the music. And like they'll, they'll go, oh, swirl the sticks. Oh, I'll swirl my stick, you know, just yeah. give them what they want, you know. Yeah. And that's what makes it 
Awesome. Yeah, dude. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Cause like, uh, when I was in Europe and everything like that, like I got into this groove of like, cause at first when I was touring with Stryker, there was so much pressure, like learn these songs and like, yeah, when you're, you know, and after each set, we would kind of like not really sit down, but they'd be like, Oh, you, you need to make sure you're doing the pushes here. And like here, and like they were giving me notes on the set. Cause we only had like a couple rehearsals yeah, yeah, and yeah. I only had like a week and a bit to learn the songs. So it was kind of like, I was kind of like on myself you're rigging yourself. On and then the way, once I know? got into the groove of things, I started noticing that I could connect, I could perform better. Uh, and there were people at the front of the stage, especially with the Lotharo uh, shows in Spain. I would see like four or five people at the front, like looking past, looking and at, looking you. at yes. me, air drumming every single night. There's at least two people air drumming the entire set. And yeah. I was like, I'm doing my job. Uh, did I play everything perfectly? Hell no. No. But, but I put on that, a great show and I stayed connection. on the click. I stayed yes. on the click. That's my job. That's what's so. important, man. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people try to go crazy. Even me. I try to do stuff that I don't, I don't yeah, practice I do in life. Time. So yeah. I just try stuff in jams or in shows. Like sometimes it's a hit or a miss. Yeah. But, you know, that's the fun of it. And when you have <laughs> that communication with people, like... Some won't even see, like, I'll drop sticks five times in a set. Oh, I didn't notice. Like, right? how did you not notice? No blasting and all. Like, they were having fun. They were listening to the set. Yeah. And I was able to just keep it going. And you, so, you kept everything on you time. Know, you're so hitting even something if you mess to keep up that something, yeah. You got to keep going. So yeah. your, your beaters, uh, man, Ottawa... And Quebec, my beaters were flying. So like two or three songs, just one kick. So, so I just modify my stuff to to groove it, even yeah. though I didn't have double kicks, you know. Uh, Solus, the whole song. You know, just trying to <laughs> wow, do something eh? to yeah. make it work. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just all part of it, you know. So if you mess up, break a string, are you going to stop playing? No, just do something else, you know, figure well, a way out, you know? Yeah, depending what you should, if there's two guitar players, you change your guitar super quickly. The yeah, same way like, that we grab I a stick stop super mid quickly. Song. I wouldn't stop mid-song. Yeah. I'd wait till the end of the song and then I'm not, I, I'm not a guitar player. I'd fix so my I, problem. I Drum-wise, absolutely, 100%. Like if I, I see times, a drummer, like once... Uh, end of crisis was playing and mm -hmm. right before the first big hit with everyone his beater flew and he stopped oh. playing everyone guitars alone no drums i was like yo man you play i'll do your pedal you know yeah don't figure stop. that out never Just something happens going. never stop playing man yeah you never stop yeah. playing yeah no dude i'm the same Worst way comes through you're on a session stop it after the song fix your stuff press play man that's you know, it just take the time to work it out yeah and you know don't don't mess up a song just because uh, a small thing happened right you know? i had a time where i i i dropped a stick and then i tried to uh, take the stick from my left hand <laughs> and it give it into up. my right and i could <laughs> grab another stick with my left 
because I only keep my sticks on my left side and that's my fault. And, <laughs> and then I dropped the one. So literally there was like a second there where I had no sticks in my hands. And, what'd you and do? I'm just like playing double kick and exactly. then I grabbed a pair and then I kept going. You know what I do in shows purposely? I'll do air drum fills. Instead of playing, I'll just kick and just play around like that people like that it's funny man yeah man and like yeah. that's the connection you get i won't do it the whole set but i'll just throw it here and those who notice like they're like yo that was cool like just having fun you know it's all part of it you're playing music you're yeah. playing so when you play you want to have fun even though it's your job or whatever you need to have fun man And it's a team, you know, it's all a team. The band, is, the sound man. guy, the everyone at the bar, the, the fans, you know, you're all a team there. We're mm -hmm. all working together to make an awesome night, you know? Yeah, So absolutely. you gotta have that even between musicians. Mm -hmm. People like to see the guys having fun together, you know? That's it. I think there's a sense of like, when you're having that amount of fun on stage, Uh, and the music is just, it sounds incredible like you guys do. That to me is a different level of professionalism. Yeah. Like there's the guys that stand there and they're all serious and they're playing and everything. And yeah, it, it sounds, sounds good. Great, it's awesome. But when you can be joking around and trying new things and like just having a great time with your buds on stage and you're all just like on point, like, That's that's the dream, man. That's where you want to oh, yeah. be. Let's be right? real, okay? Dragon Force. Need yeah. I say more? Need I say more? They they have the most fun on stage. Yeah, all, and the, all time. the early shows it was crap, but the that's people loved it because they had not, fun. That's not true. Wasn't all the early shows weren't crap? The solos were. That's there, what I meant. There was a mid part, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna edit this part out. All right, <laughs> but there was a mid part. Again, okay, after well, through the wait, through the fire and the flames and all that. You okay, know? sketchiness due to drunkness. I think that's what Sam said. Sam and Sam, Herman are hard on the drinks. Yeah, Sam. Sam, Sam was for for a long time. I'll say. So then mess yeah. up a lot. We'll put it like that. Mess up a lot of notes. People were still going nuts because it, it was fun. It was fucking amazing, you know? dude. And I the songs went Force. A to Z, no problem. Yeah. Okay, he misses notes and shit. We Whatever, man. They're running here, there, jumping around. Jumping on trampolines. It, it, like, back you know, in the day, they had a trampoline on stage. No effects. No effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you go punk rock, like... You dude. know, it's like, it's not the, the straightest thing, but they have so much fun with the fans and as a band live. Yeah. That's what makes it... You know, I'm not saying Drive was was shit, but yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a musician watching is like, man, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But yeah, like, like that's not an A minor seven. Yeah, like, come but on. for the yeah. actual show, yeah, everyone was flipping. It was awesome. It you was. Know? It, I remember the first time I saw them was in Quebec City. It was their first North American date. Uh, they were uh, playing with Camelot, and they blew Camelot away. Like the place was packed wall-to-wall -wall insane for dragon force and then camelot it was empty empty man <laughs> like dragon force was like was insane that night jumping on trampolines and i was, oh, was slightly that, intoxicated was that the um, 
Ultra Beatdown tour? No, this was um, the Sonic Firestorm tour. Oh, they came during Sonic Firestorm? They played one date. There was the last date on the Sonic Firestorm tour, and then the next tour would have been in Human uh, Rampage. Rampage, right? Which they, yeah, their first show is in Toronto, actually. I saw that one. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah. Fuck, I love Dragon Force so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much, man. Like, they're good, man. Yeah, they're incredible, dude. All right, now we're off topic. All right, let's talk about double strokes. Cut that whole thing. You know, we're going to cut I'm the gonna whole Dragon Force. For I'm going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> Herman Lee's going <laughs> to call me out. Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said my language. What did you say about my band? <laughs> He's going to twitch but about me. I'll say Dave McIntosh in that He's, era was oh, fucking man, on Dave. point, man. And he was G, incredible. G right now, he's, G, he's crazy great. too, man. Dude, they're they're so obnoxious, good. man. Yeah, yeah, they're just way too good for their own good. Dude. Italian like, grip, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, dude, too good. Here, dude. To Dragon Force, yeah, to Dragon Force. I there love Dragon go. Force, man. You have no idea how much I love Dragon Force, man. Good. For real. All right, good. I think we just became best friends then. More striker, more striker. <laughs> You want to talk about Striker, do you? Striker, Mortal no. Kombat. Yeah? You don't know him? I don't know what you're talking about. Mortal Kombat, Striker, the cop. I don't know, dude. I you don't haven't know played Mortal one. Kombat, dude? Not since I was like 11. What? You're dead is to it, me, is man. it over? You're dead to is me. Is it man. over now? Oh, dude. All right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to play Mortal Kombat then. I'll no get choice, into man. it. God no damn. Choice. All right. Let me let me look at my notes here. Let's see where we're at. We got to get going soon. We got a show. We got a show. We got, got a, a show stretch. to do. I got a stretch. Yeah, you got to do, do that stuff. during our. I have a million fucking things here. Let's go, man. Oh, my Send God. Full Larry, man. Full Larry. Larry and Tyser. No, all, all these questions are, are silly. Um, like what? Right, so. I'm silly. I know you're a silly guy. All right. Let's talk about uh, double strokes. So let's actually talk about some drums for two seconds and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. Because today we we're have... not talking drums. <laughs> not talking In drums. case you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, first of all, we want to take a second to thank our sponsor, Lost Cabos Drumsticks. Uh, huge supporter of the podcast. Thank you very much. We're both Lost Cabos artists. Made in Canada. Home, New Brunswick. Thank oh, you, yeah. Lost Cabos. You guys make awesome sticks and we play them. That's right. To play okay. awesome music. So now we got mid mineral ads. What what sticks are you using though? What uh, are you on the red hickory? Did they get you with that? Well, I like the red hickory because um, of the sold them. the yeah. the extra weight, the small weight you get more, and like that uh, half inch or something more in length. I like it. I used five uh, B red, yeah, and uh, the rock red. Depending on gigs, yeah, I like the rocks. They're super big. Like you can do big grooves. I like them too. I use the the rock, but I like the white hickory. Yeah, well, I, I want to try it for it. It's the weight thing. That's the uh, the main difference Dude, to me. I find with the two B's, the white hickory is heavier than the red hickory. Yeah, I haven't tried the two B's, so I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know, but I find the white hickory just like feels better in my hand and it has a little more weight to it. So I don't know the white hickory. I'm just, I'm sold on the white hickory. I play everything from uh, five B's, 55 AB's, two B's and the rocks. Like those are my four models that I play. Uh, have you tried the intense that are even longer? Well, like the I, I use the intense? 5B intense. That's what okay. I have. So I have that extra uh, like half inch or something yeah. in length. Yeah. I like it. The balance is good. And I use the rock red. Um, I don't think it's intense, just red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use that to warm up since it's a bit yeah. bigger. Ro- I don't think the rock comes in in intense, like a longer, because it's already a longer stick, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I did. I used the rock white hickory on the whole striker tour. I fucking love them. They're awesome. They were so good, man. But when I'm talking about some first fragment, it's a bit like, it's not it's too big, but like it drains a lot of energy because of uh, the weight. See, I find it I find it different that if you are using heavier sticks, it takes less energy. Yeah, but to groove is one thing, but to blast beat the whole set, yeah, you'll maybe, notice it. You notice maybe. the weight. Like maybe with the white, yeah, I'd be cool uh, using rocks. I'd have to try them, but I've been getting red for forever so <laughs> yeah i need to get some whites and try it out but i like the 5b red intense seems good the balance is good for blasts i don't have to go too hard and i can get a good sound constantly mm-hmm. and i don't have to go too hard to get it and i like i like it Dude, it's funny because i use 5b's for so long and then i tried two b's and i was like this is so big but then I just played with them for longer and longer and longer. And then I go back to a 5B and I'm like, this is tiny. I know. Like, these are twigs. Like, oh. like I, I remember first time what? playing 7As. Okay. And then when you play a 5A and go to 7, you're like, man. Like, to me, 5A is tiny. So 7A is yeah. even Oh my god. So are you playing fake, jazz? You know? Are you playing jazz there? Well, I was in school. Oh wow, look at that. Orchestra jazz transition. You are a learned drummer. You went to school. I for played jazz violin drumming. when I was five. Oh wow. And then I played violin from eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. When I was twelve, I went to high school in music in Montremblant. And uh so I got in percussion. So I did five years of uh, orchestra. And four years of jazz, like after school and stuff. Yeah. And after that, I went to Marie Victorin in Montreal and got my degree in jazz drums. Wow. And then I went one month to University of Montreal. And I had Paul Brachu. Like, I don't know if you know Paul Brachu. He plays in Uzeb and Céline Dion, Gregory Charles, number one call in Montreal, you know? Oh, yeah. He yeah. was my teacher. And my teacher recommended I I get him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just didn't work out. I didn't like, like, there was no connection between me and him. Yeah. And, like, it just didn't work out. So I, I just left after a month. 
<laughs> before paying tuition, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dipped, yeah. and uh, yeah, I haven't been back to school, and I haven't practiced ever since because I have no teacher to tell me I suck. So yeah, perfect, man. Yeah, as so long, I, dude, as long as you don't have a teacher to tell you, you suck, then you're the best. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I, wish, I wish. I <laughs> wish. No, man, I just play shows, man, and hope for the best. You yeah. know. Do you think that any of that? Um, jazz learning that you did back in those days has uh, been beneficial or influenced your playing in technical death metal? Yes, it's been very, very, like, my first, like, real band I had was Heavyweight Division, which is a beatdown band. And it mm. was breakdown, 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 two-step, breakdown, break, you know, yeah, yeah, constant yeah, yeah. breakdowns, yeah. Yeah, violence yeah. after violence. But all the tracks I had... Uh, it was tab drums and it was all just trying to kick following the structure to get a to get a bat to get a you know yeah easy easy stuff so i took the opportunity to add like small things yeah, yeah. Here and fill there. in all the just, gaps of yeah, everything and right? make it awesome yeah. you know yeah you're and still keeping that that beat and your snares where they need to hit exactly and the I'm kicks just adding small things and... to make it more musical yeah you know i exactly. watched derek roddy and george colias yeah. a lot back in the day oh yeah and of you know what do those guys do a lot they won't just blast on the right and stay there. They'll go. You know, they're always very. You know, they're always that, and they they have so many symbols, and that's why you you have an array of splashes and chinas and everything, so you can do different accents and exactly make the drums not just like a percussion instrument, but allow them to be a part of the music and and be very musical. As exactly, well. yeah, and man. when you're talking about songs like. Um, Gula that has that big uh, jazz feel part with the solos and all yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. having played jazz like I can understand in a certain way what's going on and mm-hmm. you know play it a certain way or like having a good Dude, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Really man. hard. People don't understand so having, how hard it's that simple. Having little played beat jazz, is. I've seen different techniques and all, so mm-hmm. I can apply it to what I'm doing, and that's what's fun. Is you know, I don't just have green, red, and blue. I got some purple. I got orange. I got all the colors I want, and I can just paint my painting like i want to so that's why every show is different because depending on what's happening i'll use this paint today i'll use this color you know just make it a bit different every day so it's just not always the same thing it's refreshing i guess absolutely man absolutely okay all right we gotta get going my beer is done uh i want to thank you LeFou for coming on the We're Talking Drums podcast, man. This has been a lot of fun. I wish we had more time to talk. We're going to have to do part two of this, I think. I, I think after man. show, we should talk a bit before we leave. That could be an option, man. Oh, oh it could be. We could yeah. hook it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Because we weren't talking drums, and now we are. And now we are, and yeah. now we're leaving. Yeah, so, so stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, brother.
You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>